0: You're listening to the In Black and White Show. So my name is Lenny Escobar.
1: Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, first action here. Second Corinthians. All right. Eight, one through fifteen. I'm just gonna read the heading. All right. I can. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. oh, man. Uh, what a day. Oh, this is good. This is good, guys. Welcome to the In Black and White Show, season three. Uh, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm one of your hosts, Lenny. Joined here by my co-host, as always.
1: Salt. So we're, we're I salt am and pepper.
0: Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Show, where we try to just sprinkle gospel conversations into everyday life. Yeah. Where we try to season your life with the words of the Lord. I am one of your hosts, Pepper. <laughs> Alright, we're just going to do this all over again. <laughs> no, yeah. well welcome, welcome everybody for to our episode. We're excited again to do, this is episode 2 of season 3. That's right. And we're going to start with a little bit of... Cody, riddle me this. Oh. What? Yeah. All right. Are you ready for this? Yeah. This one is a very, very, very simple riddle. And if you don't get it, I'm stupid. you're dumb. Yeah, all right. Let's do it. <laughs> just kidding. And we're going to just change the, uh, before I even read it, we're going to just change it the format just a little bit. We are not going to tell you the answer to this riddle at the end of the show. Yeah. We'll announce it on Twitter. And we'll do a little recap of the answer on our next show, too. Yeah. All right, Cody, here's right. the riddle. Okay. The more you take, the more you leave behind.
1: What am I? The more you take, the more you leave behind. Let's see. Time? You take mm-hmm. time. Nah, this doesn't really makes sense the more you take what am I taking here am I taking um taking names kicking Mm -hmm. butt Uh, okay well taking names (sighs) kicking butt that's another (laughs) t-shirt idea the more you take the more you leave behind wow man yeah I don't know
0: you know as I as I had it as I read it to myself <clears throat> I decided to use it. I, was, I thought that was going to be pretty simple, but the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot of things that this could be, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, could. do you have a guess, though? Yeah, I did guess time, but then I retracted it, but it's okay. still a guess, I guess. No, time doesn't <laughs> well, make sense. That doesn't make sense. Sorry, sounds like I had three glasses of alcohol, guys, but I'm just tired, all right? Anyway. <laughs> um <sighs> Well, take things that you take, you take for granted. You know <laughs> something you take. You just that's the answer yeah. for granted. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I for granted? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna keep our eyes out for the answer to that one, unless I. I get inspiration partway through the episode and just blurt it out randomly.
0: Okay, that sounds great. Uh, but you're, I'm going to take your guess's time. Um, that's that's Cody's time official guess is time.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, you want for granted? Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right, Cody's official guess is for granted. So, again, here's the riddle. I'll read it again just for everyone who's listening at home. The more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? And we'll be posting this answer uh probably we'll be posting it on our on our Twitter before the next episode and you can tune in for the next episode to find the answer if nothing else. Yeah. All, right. All right. Let's move on. Sorry, did you have something you wanted to say? All right. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to our second edition. Or sorry, third season, second episode. We're gonna do the come follow me. And this is gonna be September the, the week of September 16th. So it's going to be 2 Corinthians 8 through 13. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Cody, why don't yeah. you start us off with uh, anything that you were thinking. We're going to start off with the going through those little bullet points again. Yeah. Um,
1: That's really good. S- it's a good way to delegate when you're conducting. Just be like, why don't you go ahead and, and just do everything. <laughs> well, I mean, sorry, uh, Cody, uh, I need a I'm actually just some. practicing.
0: No, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, but I'm just practicing my managerial skills. I, I, yeah, because I I'm, I manage people and you actually don't. You don't actually yeah. do anything for work. So,
1: yeah, th- what do you do for work, real quick? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> What'd you say? Sorry, I, just, I didn't couldn't hear that. <laughs> I just laugh when the passive aggressive like I-, I hear something I don't want to hear. I'm just gonna pretend like I didn't hear it. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Just... Hmm? Do, you wa- Do you want me to repeat that or not? Nah? All right. So let's take a look here. We'll, we'll start yeah, why don't f- you take a look? The f- okay, well. First <laughs> section here. Second Corinthians. All right. 8, 1 through 15. I'm just going to read the heading. All right. I can... <laughs> This is good. Guys, this is good, guys. It's been a Monday. You can hear right. this. As far as you know, it's Thursday, but it's been a Monday for us.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's funny.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Let's see. Second Corinthians 8, 1 through 15. All right. Let me just read these scriptures.
1: <laughs> let us just read the heading. All right. Yeah. Let's just read the heading. The heading. I yeah. can cheerfully share what I have to bless the poor and needy. Okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Okay. All right, here we go. Now All we're right. getting into this. Okay. I'm. 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 I'm here I go. So verse nine in Second Corinthians chapter eight. I can't do this. I'm gonna laugh again. Hold on. I have to tell a story that's probably not the best example, but I'm gonna. Tell that's it. okay.
0: Yeah, we're gonna. We'll get into it. In Steak
1: a conference the other day. Mm-hmm. One of our friends got up to speak and uh, to, like, share a comment on something. And uh, she's very, like, she uses her hands a lot when she speaks. Mm -hmm. She's an older lady. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy who was passing the mic around, one of the guys, he's he's a much older gentleman. And uh, because she's moving her hands around so much, he couldn't hear if the mic was working or not. So he kept thinking it was turned off. So she'd be talking, waving her arms around and he'd just lean over and just flip the switch. And then he'd wait and see if he could tell and then he'd lean over, flip the switch. And he did it he did it about like 7 or 8 times. And so we basically hear our friend she's like, "Yeah, blah 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 blah." Just up for like 5 minutes straight. Me and Chelsea oh are just losing it, and we got to the closing hymn and we couldn't even <laughs> sing it. We were laughing so hard and that hasn't happened since I was, I don't know, in primary. So anyway,
0: oh, man, I'm still laughing about it right now.
1: <laughs> just kidding. That probably <laughs> happened on our missions occasionally. We laugh too much then. Man. Oh, that's so
0: funny. Anyway,
1: man. so anyway, guys. Okay, money. Give money what? to people. I can cheerfully share what I have to bless the poor and needy. So here's here's what I here's what I got now that I've got all the, the giggles out. Yeah. Verse nine, Second Corinthians chapter eight. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. My thought with that was that uh, we're all rich in our own ways if we think about it. A certain way. We have to think about our, our state, our status, um, mm-hmm. as something that was given to us by the grace of Christ. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we might think that our richness is tied to our wealth or um, other things, right? Well, I guess it, yeah. So I, I just mean that everyone is rich. We're all rich in our own different ways. We need to identify what it is that is that we are richly blessed with. It's been it's been interesting this last week, week and a half. I got a a, a, a change in my job, and uh, I have more responsibility now. And initially, I was like, "Oh, this is a huge blessing," because it'll be good for me to expand my skills, get more experience, help pay the bills a little bit more. But uh, then, as the week went on, it was just it was a lot to take in. I was kind of you know, it's a little overwhelming in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I kept having to stop myself every single day and be like, "You're starting to look at this as a burden instead of a blessing. Let's flip that switch. Yeah. Think about how God is is blessing, making this a blessing. Um, in, in essence, this is uh, something that will enrich the value of uh, the life I have with my family. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And so, anyway. I think it's important think, to think uh you know to to flip that switch and see what what you are richly blessed with. I think that it's
0: it's uh it's awesome that we can always look and see if we try. I, I like the way in this little in the little section Elder Holland um wait sorry what was it uh, what was I thought talking about? Oh, here it is. Eller Holland said that uh, God will help you and guide you in compassionate acts of discipleship if you are consciously wanting and praying and looking for ways to keep a commandment He has given us again and again. And for me, what that means to me is that um, we God wants to show us that we are richly blessed. I think He He always wants us to know that He wants us to know that we are wanted, needed, that we are loved. And in all those ways, those that that is like that in itself is is what I would a consider a lot to be to be um, to be riches to have that kind of thing, right? And um, I think that sometimes we fall we can fall into the trap of comparing ourselves, comparing ourselves to uh, other people, or comparing ourselves to a, a different place in our life or comparing ourselves to the future or something like that instead of um, instead of uh, being grateful or looking at what we have right now and what right. we can share
1: with people right now. Right. Like looking at the, the value of what you have yeah, in the exactly. moment, not in mm-hmm. comparison to what other people have. Because I've heard this saying before and uh, that sounds pretty hollow because I don't have a citation or reference, but whatever. Maybe someone else has and they can share it with us, but that uh, there was a study done that that some people who made 30 grand a year they were asked how much more do you need to make to feel like you'd be you'd be comfortable and content and the majority of people are like oh if I could just make 10 grand more if I could just make forty thousand a year I think I'd be able to get by and then they did the same with someone who's making 60 they're like oh if I just had uh, you know if I just made 70 thousand a year then I, I think I'd be just fine and they asked people who made 80. They're like, oh, if I just made ninety or a hundred, I'd I'd be I think i would be just getting by just fine. That that just a little bit more is what I need, what uh, I would like and what I'd be comfortable with. And it just keeps going like that. It's like I'm sure once you get friggin' loaded, it probably tapers off at some point. maybe not I don't know. That's foreign to me. But mm-hmm. the point is that uh, there's there's a, a mindset that we just have wired into us. I think part of the natural man, part of uh ambition or striving not necessarily a bad thing but it it wires us to think that we constantly need more than we have to be happy Mm -hmm. which means we're looking for something external to make us happy and so it's something i think we all should be mindful of and, and check ourselves against are we are we looking forward for the next thing before we let ourselves be happy it's okay to look forward to stuff right but uh if we identify the rich blessings we have now and the ways that we are rich now um, we can be happy now we don't have to wait for something right right
0: I think it's interesting that um so in this in this chapter Paul is specifically talking about caring for the poor and needy right right so like those that's the specifics of what he's talking about but I was thinking about in relation to what you're saying it's a little harder to Take care, or be, and look outward when you are actually comparing yourself to forward to whatever. Your because that that comparison is actually you. It, it's actually I don't know if it's a. Let me let me think of how I'm trying to say this. When you're comparing yourself and you're thinking that you want more, you're thinking more about yourself, right? And it right. makes it harder for Pete for you to actually to look out and see what other people need because you're too busy thinking about what you want or what you need. Or what you think you
1: need, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like turning so inward think, instead of turning
0: outward, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think that that's what, what basically what you're saying. It's like if I could just make a little bit more, then I can't. Then then I'd be in a position to do all the stuff that I need to do, and then help somebody, you know? right? Like just a little bit more, and then I'd be able to do what I want and, and have a little bit more time to to serve or a little bit more time to whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that that is, like, that's one of a big trap that we all fall into. I think that, like you were saying, the natural man um, convinces us, and sometimes the adversary will point us inward, like, yeah, another tactic that he can use is, yeah, you can worry about that, but you're not in a place to worry about that right now. You're not in a place right now. You don't have enough mm-hmm. to worry about that right now. You don't have enough to worry about your your neighbor who, right. um, who you know, whatever.
1: You don't have to worry about tithing or, or fast offerings or right. or even given to charity because right, you're not exactly. in the place to to give that right now which I think is a dangerous a dangerous lie. Yeah. Well, because it's a it's a rational and a logical lie. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense in a lot yeah. of ways. Mm-hmm. But um just because something uh, just because something sounds uh logical doesn't mean or sounds right doesn't mean it always is you know
0: hmm, that's a well i mean <laughs> that's funny that that, that is that kind of leads us into the next little you know heading about false prophets seek to deceive oh yeah something I, that sounds right I, isn't necessarily right yeah
1: i i highlighted this one mm-hmm. and i was like dag yo people use this against us all the time in the church of Jesus yeah. Christ latter day saints on our mission right yeah, absolutely I same was thinking that, about that too, saying we preach a different jesus mm-hmm. and I was like well let's talk about this let's have a conversation about what what is it what is what does Paul mean by that a different Jesus or a different you know false prophets and and so forth so anyway, I'm assuming you had thoughts because you jumped right into this well uh the
0: yeah i, I uh, a couple of them was I was just actually thinking about what people, I was actually thinking about the words false prophets, because I don't actually think that, you know, false prophets in itself means, I mean, specifically talking about people who, to deceive others, either intentionally or unintentionally with, with um, incorrect or, or um, half truthful things, doctrines, those kinds of things. But I was actually thinking, false prophets, I think, can be pretty much anything that distorts truth. So it's it's not even just a person or a group of people. It can be an idea or it can be an organization or something like that.
1: Right. right. Um, yeah, well, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's it's I'm trying to think of an example right now of – Satan doesn't have to lie blatantly to your face. And, right. And in fact, if that's how he did everything, he'd be a pretty – Stupid man, we'd we'd make fun of him more because he wasn't good at his job. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh,
0: Just sit on the ho- sideline, like, holy crap, Satan, you stink, this, <laughs> yeah. man! Dude,
1: you're bad at your job, dude. <laughs> but no, nah, he, he all he has to do is tell us enough truths with 15 percent lie, and and that's enough to get you off course. I mean, I, I, there's a there's a
0: lot of I, we could we could. Go on and on about this. I think about these false prophets preaching things uh, that are contrary to the laws of God. You can go on and on about it, but I think it's important, and I think it's actually pretty interesting what uh, what Paul said in verse thirteen, Second Corinthians. Um, he says for in chapter
1: eleven.
0: Yeah, ch- chapter eleven. Sorry, yes, chapter eleven, verse thirteen, Second Corinthians. So for such a false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, I'm just going to read the whole thing, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Uh, And I, I think of it like the, he's talking specifically about the, his angels being, Satan's angels being apostles. But I think that what I was, what I was looking at is like, people are transforming these things or these, they're transforming them into like the 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 right. They're transforming these expect these these you know subtle lies or subtle rebellions against the law of God into the right. Right. And so it's making uh, it says somewhere else in the scriptures I can't remember was like where men will know say will preach that good is evil and evil is good. Right, right, right. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. So right. that's like I feel like that's what that is what really I feel like a false prophet is, somebody who changes good into evil and evil into good.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. This uh, another scripture here, verse four in that same chapter, for he that cometh preacheth for if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, oh. whom we have not preached. Mm-hmm. Or if you receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted. He might well bear with him. So, um, again, hard hard to get past Paul talk sometimes. Yeah, I know. But uh, I guess the conversation we should be having, because here he's warning about if someone's coming and they're preaching something contrary to what Jesus taught, mm-hmm. right, or what they're teaching as special witnesses of Christ, then, uh, hey, red flag, right? Well, that argument can be used against the church, that can be used mm-hmm. in lots of different cases, depending on how people spin it. Right. So, what do we do? What do we do to identify real profits from false profits? Oh, was that a yeah. question for me? Yeah, we just do nothing, and you'll figure it out. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you. <laughs> I thought you were continuing on.
0: Well, I see. Like, I, I think the. Because
1: uh... it's no good talking about the problem if we don't talk about some right it, solution it, the actual, and yeah. acknowledge that people use it against us, and why. You know, can we do we have a, an argument, a persuasion that uh, is is fair and uh, not just for the sake of arguing, but obviously for the sake of helping uh, people to seek for for truth from right from Jesus. Well, I, th-
0: I think there are two things. There are two main s- ways to discern a false prophet from an actual prophet, right? Actual truth. I think number one is the is the is the scripture it says that you shall know them by their fruits, right? That's a classic scripture. Um, I'm trying to remember where it is.
1: Can't remember where that is. I don't know. If it's, it's yeah. somewhere in the it's in the Gospels. Gospels, yeah. I
0: think it's in Mark. Well, I'll look it up here in, in a second. But you'll know them by their fruits. Uh, you shall know them by their fruits. And so I think what that means is. You have to actually identify what what is it they're actually preaching? What is it that they're trying to, these prophets or whatever, what are they trying to do? What's the motive, right? right. Um, uh, and then I think the second one is probably the most important one. And I feel like that is you have to ask Heavenly Father who right. his prophets are. Like what is actually truth? I feel like if you identify what these prophets are doing, and then ask Heavenly Father if this is what is actually, if what they're doing is right, you are going to know um, of a surety by their fruits and by the, the, the Holy Spirit, which
1: one, what, it, what is true and what is not. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's a good pattern. And even in, uh, we should be going to God With with a lot of questions, right? Especially mm-hmm. something like this. Yeah, absolutely. But I think what you said is sometimes we need to bring some kindling, right? When we mm-hmm. when we talk to God, uh, you know, you hear prophets speak. Uh, maybe you need to listen to a little bit more of their words and see what they've been teaching lately and what the church is doing and so forth uh, as part of your quest when you ask God, because mm-hmm. we need to have some kind of basis for that. And some of that is, like you said, by their fruits you shall know them. Um, I hear the argument that, uh, you know, church leaders are deceiving members and blah, 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 taking their tithing and whatnot. And I'm like, man, that's an awful crappy way to be a bunch of bad people because we're doing what the church is doing an awful lot of good in the world. Like, why would you spend 99% of your time making the world a better place just so that 1% would be deceiving or deceptive or whatever? You know what I'm saying? hmm it's like the the fruits of the of what the church of jesus christ has been able to accomplish i mean you can't you can't argue with the good that's come of it right. to to members and non-members alike to those in need those who are struggling those in poverty stricken areas those in disaster ridden areas um and in the lives of members <clears throat> there's just so much good that comes out of it that i don't think there's a for me there's not a logical argument that the church is bad bad evil evil you know right it just doesn't make sense
0: um it's it, i'm uh, actually i'm going to lead us right into the next one cuz i feel like our conversation has just led us into that
1: wow it's almost like your conductiveness, saying that <laughs> what, what? Uh,
0: it says i should examine my faithfulness in the gospel of Jesus Christ and I think why I feel like that ties into this is because there is a lot of, I mean, it says so right here in the section. It says there are a lot of us who, there, sorry, because today there are many who seek to lead us away from the simplicity that is in Christ. So basically, there's a lot of, there are many who seek to lead them away from, from the church, from Christ, from, from living the, the gospel and so, what I think, what, why I think this just leads right into this, is that we have to examine. That's the word that Paul uses in 2 Corinthians, uh, chapter thirteen, verse five. It says, "We have to." Here, I'll just read the scripture. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not? Know ye not your own selves? Know that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate. Reprobates um so reprobate that's a word that i had to look up me too but, <laughs> um but i think what i what i really enjoyed about that is that it's it's a it's a con it's a, an invitation to say where is it that you actually stand in your faith in your in your testimony of, of the gospel right i feel like that's a because I think that that is where you stand allows is where it's actually indicative of how you are going to respond to people who are trying to deceive you or things or Satan trying yeah. to deceive you.
1: This might be a good thing to do because this isn't just for, this is a regular thing we need to do if we want to repent continually in our lives. Right. Right? It's, oh, absolutely. Uh, That's a good point. And I think this is like maybe a, a part of a pattern we should have, you know, if if we have questions about something in the in the church and the gospel, uh, questions about doctrine, questions about, you know, the prophets and, and, and so forth, um, before we, we go to God and ask him for questions, ask him for answers, we should examine ourselves, <clears throat> examine our faith, examine where we're at, and and try to prepare ourselves to receive an answer. Because mm-hmm. you, you can obviously, I mean... Like I said, maybe someone's learning about the gospel for the first time. Um, they, they, they're they going to need to pray and ask God if this is true, if it's really words that come from his prophets. But they also have to be in a place, I should say we, uh, we also have to be in a place where we're willing to act upon that answer. We're willing to do something about it. Our heart is softened enough to ingest that and to act on it because if you just ask God hey the prophet's true but you haven't examined yourself you haven't you haven't seen where you are with your faith if this is something you're going to act on even if it is true mm-hmm. you know that, that I think that's part of the part of the process we need to do our own due diligence maybe God is going to give us the answer but maybe we're not right yet we gotta we gotta tweak our attitude or something
0: yeah absolutely well i I don't have, really have much to add to that.
1: Yeah. It's because you're drinking your
0: glass of water. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But also, I think just, you summed it up
1: very, very... Just I, throw me under the bus like that? Yeah, I would. What's yeah. your problem? Hey, this actually ties in really good with 2 uh, Corinthians twelve two through 4. What is the third heaven? And, <laughs> and who was the man who was caught under the bus?
0: Uh, Well, he was the one who was drinking the water.
1: This was actually interesting because it's like... Paul's talking about himself, but he just doesn't want to brag. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who's he talking about? I knew, oh, I knew a man once. Yeah, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. I cannot
0: tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth.
1: What do you think he knows by, so everyone, this is a scripture. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth such an one cut up to the third heaven. I figure, that, I figure that's like, I mean, I don't, maybe it was in the body, or was in the body. Nobody knows. God knows, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, ah, gonna... am I right guys? Yeah. But But uh, what do you think he means by that? In the body, I cannot tell or out of the body, I cannot tell. Does he mean uh, anything by that?
0: Well, I, I mean, so I think that, I think it actually means like his, his actual vision of Christ, you know, like when he, he saw him, Or when Christ was lifting him or like basically was just like, hey, Paul, why are you doing this to my saints? He's like, ah, you know, uh, and I think that in the in the sense, um, he's like, I mean, he's obviously was changed to be able to actually speak with Christ face to face. Right. So I think that that's really what what he means by that is whether in the body or whether out of the body, as in, was I in Was I in my body, or was I not in my own body? I really don't, I really can't tell. Right. God knows how that was. God knows how this man was changed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. That he had a vision, but what he saw was, it was so real and vivid and tangible that he didn't know. Mm, it, he couldn't differentiate if that was just something he saw as a vision out of the body or if he physically was transported somewhere and had an experience, right. Mm -hmm. That's how real it was for him, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I I feel like,
0: I feel like we, I feel like we are, I actually wanted to bring this up because I was thinking about like, why is it that Paul said it in this way? And why is it here? Why is it brought up here like this? I mean, they're obviously talking about uh, what the the point is, is the third heaven, which he's talking about the celestial kingdom, Right. He's talking about the celestial kingdom, right. but I think just in this moment right here is like, why, why is it why why is it important? And I think for me, I think it's important because I feel it's it's um, it's referring to to us being able to have these experiences for ourselves. I think that's really what what I got from this is that uh, I am able to have a Paul experience maybe not in such the 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 expansive and explosive way that he had it with because of what he was doing but i can have that that same experience and i can have that same reverence and that same um sacredness that paul had or that anybody had um with my relationship with christ
1: yeah yeah i like that i agree that's likening at its finest right i like that yeah. he i mean he reiterates too in the next verse and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body. Remember, I cannot tell. God knoweth. But again, it's like our, our spiritual experiences, are they in the body? Or are they out of the body? Are they strictly just spiritual?
0: Right. Are they exactly. sometimes yeah.
1: something uh, that, that feels not just spiritual, but maybe it affects us physically or something? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, right? They're real. Ooh.
0: I, I, I love that you said that. I think that that's really important. Whether or not, however, how you experienced it doesn't really matter. The yeah. point is is that you experienced it, and that's real.
1: Right. And that's, that's cool. why the, and that. we, we tease about the God-knows thing. Like, you know, nobody knows but God. But it's kind of like it is his way of passing it off and being like, yeah, God knows, and we don't need to know. Um, what matters to us is this, this is real. Mm -hmm. And it's an experience, and it has a profound effect on us in some way, and that means something, and and we should take it as such. So, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think that's it's really. So, I just want to take a second and just step outside of this for just a second. Um, Oh, step outside of our recording right now. (laughs) I'm going to step outside for just a second. Um, uh, I think that it's awesome that i i'm gaining an, an increased testimony of the uh come follow me because i feel like these are um as we the the prompts the scriptures and just just the this entirety of this of having us study this together with our our families and and uh it's like a little bit more specific personal study i feel like that's really what uh, the heavenly father was was directing the prophets to say was like hey. My people need help focusing how to study my scriptures in this right. day. I think they need a little bit more help. And I know that's, what, that's exactly what this is, for me at least personally. It's like yeah. Heavenly Father was saying he knew that Lenny needed a little bit more help after his mission and while he's starting his family to direct himself in the scriptures. I'm going right. to give him this tool. And I feel like this is, and it's really awesome, and I, I'm really gaining a, an increased testimony about this. Because I'm thinking about things as I'm reading it and going through it that I normally wouldn't, well, my my mind and my, my spirit is being directed toward it. So right. I just wanted to say, just wanted to throw that out there as a, what do you call well, it a, uh, what's the word? A vouch, a uh, vouch for this, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You can be a witness for it, but we don't want to tie <gasps> in there yet. No, uh, no,
0: no, not quite, but...
1: Yeah, but soon. No, I was going to say, uh, I mean, think about it. We, we live in a world that's got more distractions than ever. Oh, man. So the fact that God's like, here's something that will laser focus uh, your studies. It yeah. Does, it shouldn't necessarily make up all your studies, but...
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: At least at least, laser focus them, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and help with the combat the distractions and... Anyway, we all have that that uh, weakness. I think it's interesting that, uh, um, I mean, our last fifty-nine episodes have been focused on one or maybe two doctrines for the most part.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And now we're touching on like six to eight when we do this. It's probably what it's going to turn out to be. Yeah. Maybe it'll be four to six, but a lot more. And hopefully that's okay with everyone because this is meant to supplement your study or kickstart it. Mm. not to uh be the not whole to replace
0: other. it yeah not to replace
1: um but that's kind of how these are designed like hey look at all these scriptures uh look at all these doctrines within all these scriptures um and let's let's learn from them so anyway let's let's get through these next two pretty quick here we're running yeah. out of time but, yeah we're uh, running i did mention weakness and the next section says yeah i know you know Savior's I noticed grace. that too. I thought you did that on purpose. I did, I did, but then I had something else to say, so I ruined it. But yeah, you, yeah, that's okay. You yeah. ruined a lot of things. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so. Um,
1: mm. Yeah. Just you, kidding. You don't you know what to say <laughs> Now nah, I got nothing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You're, I'm not tired well, enough now to be mean like I was earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're just you. you can, you're actually able to think. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going like to start off of this. Mm, there, it right. mm-hmm. there it is. There it is.
0: Yeah, go right, ahead, I'm start gonna, I'm, I'm going to start this off. Why don't you go uh, ahead and start this, this one off. This last, or these last The two. Savior's
1: grace is sufficient okay, to you go ahead. find strength in my weakness. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that I wanted to bring this up, or the thought I had about this too, is just what I was talking about before. Um, Heavenly Father knew of a weakness that I had. And I feel like even this very specific the come follow me is a way uh, for the Savior's grace is being manifested for me personally to help me with my weakness, which right. is this, this focused study. But uh, that's just a thought that I wanted to, to throw in there because I feel like it's pretty relevant.
1: Right, right. Well, I like that in these scriptures too, Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 12, was it, verses 5 through 10? 5 through 10, yeah. I think there's an extra, It's a little bit more, but... Yes. He's talking about, like, man, I have so many blessings. He's like, but I have I have, I have my own trials. Which, by the way, Paul went through some crap, dude. Yeah, he did. The fact for him to be like, yeah, I mean, I had a couple things. I was like, hey, kind of don't want to deal with this, but it's okay. I'm really blessed. Dude, he's thrown in jail over and over again. He was, you know, <laughs> beaten and tortured and anyway. Uh, Let's just say seven, that Paul's a boss.
0: I just, yeah. want to, I just want to throw that out there.
1: Yeah. I imagine he's probably a pretty intense fellow. Yeah, um, I can't
0: wait to meet him, actually.
1: Yeah. But in verse 7, he mentions, uh, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, mm. the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. He's like, hey, I have a trial. I have a thorn in the flesh. I have, I have something that is constantly causing me discomfort. Um, and it keeps me from getting cocky It's pretty much what he says at yeah. I should be exalted above measure right <laughs> so we all have trials we all have uh, thorns in our sides you could say but uh, I mean they're really there to help us uh, keep our heads out of the clouds you know to keep mm-hmm. us absolutely um on the right path to keep us uh, focused not just on ourselves it's not the intent you know it's, it's the intent is to, is to help us look outside of ourselves for, for help from God, for help from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gain more empathy with those who have suffered, which helps us to look outside of ourselves, you know? Yeah. It really like, is a, a catalyst for, for loving and serving others, I feel like. Well, Trials I think, like.
0: yeah, he, he says, I like the way he when he continues on in verse 8 and 9. So, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. So his weakness, thorn in the flesh, right? And then he said, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. So the Lord said to Paul, for my grace is sufficient for For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So uh, I think that that's pretty cool. Heavenly Father said, don't worry. I know you have it. And, I'm, and it's there for a reason, but my grace is sufficient for you. Your weakness will be made s- strong. And then yeah. Paul was like, "All right, that sounds yeah. great. I still want it removed, but I'm going to glory in this.
1: But he'd rather have a trial right. and feel the Spirit, and right. feel God's strength and grace than not have a trial and not feel that.
0: That's oh, that's that is that is the way to 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 say that. That's, I mean, that's true." Y-
1: You might have noticed in life sometimes when things kind of... The storms stop for just a moment and we have that brief respite. Respite. Oh, nice word. um, Respite. Respite. From trials. Mm -hmm. That, uh, honestly, that's the easiest time for me to become a little more casual in my relationship with God. You mean like right after the right after the the, the, the the calm
0: so the storm happens and then the calm yeah. is you're like man it was I'm so grateful I had that
1: yeah I mean you just I don't feel I feel like when people are comfortable they don't lean on God as much yeah and not to say that people give up on God or whatever they they break their relationship off of them some people do but um, but rather we don't uh, we don't rely on him and lean on him as much and we don't feel that spirit I feel like what Paul's saying is hey I'd rather go through a lot of crap, but lean on God through it and feel His presence and feel Him help me through it than uh, not
0: have, than not, not feel yeah. Him at all.
1: Now, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that in the last week. Yeah. So that's that's that's, that's cool. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, dude. All right, one more all right, let's, rule, let's, rules. Yeah, quick.
0: let's 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 wrap this up by saying basically I'm just going to reiterate what I was ta- talking about um, about the come follow me. Mm-hmm. Paul was talking about when he spoke of two paul was the prompt is what it called me what ah, what did Paul mean when he spoke of two or three witnesses right so in essence when out of the mouth of two or three witnesses are all things established
1: right which I like how he words it and it's kind of funny this is the third time I'm coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses yeah. shall every word be established yeah well, bro you just counted yourself twice can you do that? <laughs> but he's a, he's an apostle. So. Yeah Yes, so he can do what he wants. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's but there's other apostles, right? There's Peter, and, mm-hmm. and they traveled in in, in groups right. too. I think uh, was it Barna, Barna, Barnabas or something. Mm-hmm. Or was it was it Peter who traveled Or Paul? Know. Anyway, they 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 remember. went out that in was James two by. <laughs> no, that was uh, Jehoshaphat. But uh, <laughs> they did go in groups. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, t- right now, I mean, the church has done this forever. We've missionaries go twos. Um We have presidencies organized. That's three witnesses, right? Yeah. We have, um, I mean, you look at the apostles and the prophets, right? There's plenty of witnesses there. Um, even uh, our structure, we just had a training come out for protecting youth, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep in the church and uh one of the rules is hey two people two adults need to be present um, in in a classroom when you're teaching or at activities or whatever Um, obviously that's for you know just to protect from anything happening or or anyone being confused with something that could happen there's witnesses who are there to protect the, the the adults or the children. Um, from, you know, slander or from any right. kind of sin or whatever. Yep. But I think, uh, obviously, that witness is important. But at the same time, it, it gives an opportunity to testify and to bear witness in groups mm-hmm. all over the church, how it's organized. So Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think well, if you go all the way up to the top, the Godhead, three witnesses, three people bearing witness of each other, that everything that we're saying is in unified is true, and that just trickles all the way down to our our organization. I mean, it's even it even trickles down to the our secular organization, like in the form of judges and and in uh, law in in general. So I think that that's that's pretty interesting as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Why? Well, so oh, go ahead. Shall we wrap it up here? Let's let's wrap it up and say that I hope that you heard, you hope you had some insights from from our our little conversation, from these two witnesses here spoke of as we were talking about the the come follow me.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it was was awesome. I enjoyed this study, I hope that you did too. So everyone, thank you for joining with us. Thanks for coming with us on this little journey. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have anything that you want to add, any thoughts, insights, um, as well as if you want to contribute to the answer to the riddle before we post it on Twitter, you can. For granted. What's that?
1: For granted. For granted.
0: Yes, for granted. <laughs> um, you can follow us and messages us message messages us message <laughs> us through our our social media, which is uh, Twitter and Facebook, at the handles at IBW Podcast, and you can also email at us and let Here email us and let me get this
1: right. Here it is. Here it
0: is. In black and white podcast at gmail.com dot com. Oh, that is that. I know I got it. That is our email, so can you can email say, us. You can email us that too.
1: You won't let me say it. No, go ahead. Last week's episode, I just cut it out completely, man. You did. No shame. <laughs> so you well, let me. Like, so you let like, me. Everyone, <laughs> I just
0: want you to know. You let me say it over, wrong, over, like. Over and over, (laughs) correct me on the show, and then you say it wrong, and you just edit
1: it out. I guess that's the power of the producer. So, there you go. Anyways, well, I didn't cut the whole thing out. I said in black. Oh, so almost did it again, (laughs) and then, and then then just like magic, we move on. Yeah. I don't don't correct it or try to because I actually got it wrong. So anyway, all right, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, we a little behind the scenes look.
0: We know that uh, Do you mind? Perfect.
1: I'm trying to have a conversation
0: here. Yeah, well, um, I'm bulldozing you. All right. So anyways, guys, we're excited uh, for the continuing of this next season. Tune in for the next Riddle and for the next uh, Come Follow Me section. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. everyone, mm-hmm. we love you. Mm-hmm. God is
1: good. Godspeed, everyone. Okay, now tell me the answer to the Riddle. I need to know now.